Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am joined with Jen Ichikawa. We are your hosts. How are you doing, Jen? Hi, good. How are you? You know what? I'm fantastic. We get to talk with Chef Ben Norton, who is a Charleston, South Carolina transplant, moved here to be the executive chef of Husk Restaurant. Mm-hmm. He was awesome today. I, I loved hearing about him and just kind of... Sometimes you just hear people's stories and what they do, and um, he's. I feel like he's got his work cut out for him there at Husk. Yeah, I do too. But the great thing about Husk is like when it came here, and you mentioned this in the interview, it was such a big deal. And it has stayed a big deal, which is hard to do over the course of years and years and years and different chefs and some ins and some outs. And so I think it's a really impressive place um, with such gusto behind it. So I'm excited to see what he does with it. Absolutely. Uh, And I am excited also because I'm always excited about everything. (laughs) I am excited about this coming Thursday. This Mm -hmm. Thursday, we are doing a special show. It's going to be a live show at four o'clock in the afternoon. And it is called The Influencer's Guide to the Best of Nashville 2021. So Best of Nashville, Nashville scene, voting ends on September the 7th, but you have to vote for 20 categories for your vote to count. So if you don't know the answer to 20 different categories, this is gonna be the show for you because we are are asking social media influencers, chefs, anybody who has an opinion on their favorite places. And I'm gonna be talking and maybe bring on a couple of chefs to tell us their favorites. But if you are an influencer out there, if you're, you know, like Nashville food fan or the Moody Foodie, these guys who are constantly posting pictures and doing their thing, We want you to come on our show live and tell us your favorites. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be a lot of fun. What do you think? I think it'll be super fun. I mean, obviously, we all all of us have followed these people for forever. Um, And I think they're all really good at being equal with like the restaurants that they highlight and talk about and stuff like that. So it'll be fun to know like, but who's actually your favorite? (laughs) Yeah. And I think at the end of this, uh, Jen and I are going to go through our favorites. We're just going to go to the top categories, right? Best chef, best new restaurant, best restaurant, all of those type categories. So that's going to be Thursday, this Thursday at 4 o'clock p.m. live on the Nashville Restaurant Radio Facebook and YouTube page. So put your comments in, whatever you want, um, or email me, Brandon, at Nashville Restaurant Radio to reserve your spot on that show. I'm happy to have you on the show. Then we have two more live shows. Sunday, we have a live Brandon's Book Club, which we're talking about Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential. And Sunday night, we are talking shift with Alex Wincos and Michael Hanna from St. Vito's Focaccia. So that is going to be this coming Sunday night from 9 to 11. We need your restaurant stories. Uh, Lots of fun stuff going on there. Mm -hmm. I have a girl crush on Alex, so that'll be really fun. I do. She's like an absolute girl crush. I love her so much. She uh, she was so much fun on the show. She just, mm-hmm. I love shows that are like conversations like that. It was good times. Yeah, yeah she's great. 
So we're going to continue that again. Um, but right now, let's jump in here with a quick on-brand from Supersource. What's up, Brandon? How are you doing this morning? How are you doing, Jen? Good morning. Good uh, morning. Doing fantastic. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Um, yes. Jason, what's the most important thing that you're seeing right now out there in the uh, in your world? So the biggest thing that I'm seeing right now is everybody's opening back up. We're back in the hustle and bustle of everything. New restaurants are opening. It's just making sure that you're staying compliant with your health department regulations. Um, making sure your sanitizer on your dish machines functioning. Make sure the sanitizer on the three compartment sink. Make sure you have hand soap in your dispensers, paper towels in your dispensers. Just going back to the basics of everything that we needed to make sure we had for the health inspections. As we start to open back up, that's one of the biggest things I've seen with some competitive accounts as well as some accounts that I share with a competitor um, is machines aren't being maintained to the efficiency that they need to be to make sure that they're staying health code compliant. I actually went into a place last week and they were actually missing the complete sanitizer line going into the machine. It was pulling it, but it was dripping down the back of the wall. <laughs> so it was not even getting into the machine. Um, luckily I was there to help talk with the client and, and, get it taken care of so they could get their their rep for their company out there um but i think all in all we'll probably end up picking up that business because of that <laughs> issue so no, i think that that's i think that's really important to make sure that you're all these little things that's why i love doing these on brands is because there's so many little things that we can be doing on a regular basis that you focus on all the yeah. time but since i'm focusing on the people at the front door and the bar and inventory and all the other stuff, hot food, hot, cold food, cold, full hands in, full hands out, like the, the basics of running the restaurant. Some of this stuff gets by you. And if you're going out there this week, make sure to check all those little details with your, um, with your dish machine. Super important. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I can't agree more. It's, it's the little things that will get you on those health inspections, but that's where we can come and help and be a partner and help make sure that we're an extra set of eyes in the kitchen or take that pressure off of you. Well, Jason, you are the man and I appreciate you coming on the show today. If you want to get a hold of Supersource, go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, click the sponsors tab and click down to Supersource and that will get you three free months of your new dish machine rental. If you are looking for a job, yes, if you want to work with Jason Ellis, hit him up. Uh, again, go to Nashville Restaurant Radio, Facebook, or just the Nashville Restaurant Radio.com. Click the sponsors tab and get a hold of Jason Ellis and apply now. All right, let's jump in with Ben Norton. We are super excited today to welcome in Ben Norton. He's the executive chef at Husk Nashville. How you doing, Ben? Great, guys. I'm glad to be here. How you guys? Doing? Are you a are you a morning person? Uh, you know, I I don't know if I'd say I'm a morning person. I don't know if many people in this industry would say that they're morning people, but. <laughs> I mean, some, some are, I, you know, I have kids, you know, so I get up at like five every day and I just, that just started happening to me. And then I still go late night. I'm just, I'm just kind of a crazy, I'm a both night and now I'm a morning person. By like proxy, I've had to become a morning person. We do these interviews yeah, in the morning. Like I don't know. The older you get, the older, the, the older you get, I feel like you can't help it. It's a true story. Um, so, so Ben, you've just recently moved to Nashville. You were the executive chef at McGrady's in Charleston. 
And then they transferred you here to to be the chef at Husk. Yeah, it was kind of a it it took a little while. We uh, once COVID started happening, we kind of just put McCready's on hold for a little while, and we just kind of just played it by ear for as long as we could. And then finally, I think my bosses kind of realized that there wasn't going to be much of an opportunity in the near future for us to go back to serving such a small, like tight dining room. So they were kind of like, I don't know if this is going to work for right now. So um, we just kind of put an end to that. It was a sad day for everybody. I think um, that was like, McCarty's was like an institution and it was like a, there were a lot of people who, who went through there. So that was like a, a sad day for a lot of people, I think, but, um, we so McCready's kinda, closed. Yeah. McCready's is done. I did not know that. Yep. Um, okay. so we kind of went through that process and then, um, a little while later, some of the folks from neighborhood dining group started to reach out to me about coming here and, uh, we went back and forth for a little while and then, uh, we kind of just ended up doing it and, Honestly, I'm happy to be here. I, I really love this restaurant. I um, I like Nashville a lot too. I think it's a great city to be in. Awesome. So you do you feel welcome by the culinary community here? Have you met anybody? Have you gone out to eat? Like, what do you do in your free time? Um, I wouldn't say I have a lot of free time, but uh, <laughs> I, I do try to go. <laughs> I, I my girlfriend, and I would we do try to go out um, to nice restaurants as much as possible. And honestly, I. I knew uh, a fair amount of people here beforehand. Mm. Like I said, McCready's was kind of like a, a institution. There were, there's just like a lot of people who come through there. So I've met a lot of people from my time in Atlanta and from my time in Charleston that have kind of ended up here. So I know quite a few people here already. How long have you actually been here now? Um, I would say probably two months. Oh, wow. That's I, nothing. Yeah, not long at all. I yeah. was kind of I got I got here for uh, the first month or so. I just kind of like loaded up my car and brought what I could fit. So mm-hmm. I've been in like a big empty house with <laughs> no furniture and no family or animals for a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now now everybody's here. We've got everything moved and we're all situated in have furniture. <laughs> nice furniture helps. Yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah, you good. Uh, Cleveland Park. Oh, okay, I used to live over there. Yeah, it's nice. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a good part of town. So I have a question for you as you're as you're moving in to this new restaurant. You 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 come into Husk Nashville. How does it work? Because they they've obviously when Husk came to Nashville, it was a gigantic deal. I mean, really, it was one of the biggest restaurants to come to Nashville, then all of a sudden the floodgates opened, you know, once Husk was here, uh, taking over in that restaurant, do you have full autonomy over the menu? Is there a basic game plan that you have? Are you now a farmer also? Like <laughs> what is your, what does it look like walking into a, a restaurant as the executive chef? Uh, I mean, I think that restaurant is maybe like a little bit different of a situation for years. You know, Sean was, always a huge part of it and he had a big say over what went on um you know he he always had input on everything and i think that was a 
just the way things ran for all of the Husks and McCready's and Monero. Um, but now that he's moved on to his project, it's kind of uh, like Mr. Howard, who runs Neighborhood Dining Group, kind of just lets the chefs from each um, particular restaurant kind of handle things. And of course, we all uh, worked for Sean for a long time, and we all have quite a bit of respect for him. So, I mean, th there's an ethos to the restaurant. We just kind of kind of follow that. And uh, I mean, we try not to, we don't, we don't bring anything in that's not in the South. That's still like a, a thing. Um, so coming in, there was like already like a, an outline for the restaurant sort of, and we don't want to change that, you know? I mean, that's, yeah. that's what Husk is. It's kind of our responsibility to kind of keep up that, um, like that concept. So it, it is a lot to come into that. And there's a lot of moving parts. It's a very busy restaurant. Um, I feel like there's always like so much going on. It doesn't matter if I like walk in at eight o'clock in the morning or I get there at noon. There's like always so much stuff happening. Um, but it's sort of to the point where it's almost like it's been moving like that for so long that you can't stop it. So you kind of just had to, I kind of just had to jump in. Yeah. What's been your biggest challenge so far? Uh, biggest challenge. I would say that honestly, it's, there's so much service and so much, obviously it's better than it was. We're not doing lunch right now. I, that's a lot of moving parts. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm glad that we aren't doing that when I kind of, I'm still getting my feet wet with everything, but um, it, it sort of as a whole, I feel like the biggest challenge for everybody in the restaurant business right now is employees. It's mm -hmm. really difficult for us to staff. So we can uh, have all these goals and aspirations, but if we don't have people to get it done, it makes it kind of tricky. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's everybody. Last night we had, you know, we just had all of, a lot of our staff. I were, I'm the director of operations for two restaurants in town, uh, Maribel and Green Hills Grill. Jen is our um, digital content manager. And last night we had, you know, a couple hundred people on the books and I had nobody to wait on tables on the patio. Like we have a, a patio and I literally had parties that was full and I just, kids went back to college and we're trying to hire, but it's like, I can't see you on the patio. I mean, it, it was frustrating. Are you yeah, running into weird scenarios like that? <laughs> um we're we're in a lot better shape than i think a lot of restaurants are right now but we're still like right on the verge of not having enough people to do what we need to do it gets a little weird sometimes sometimes we gotta get creative but for right now we're making it happen did you bring people with you so your kitchen team did you bring a sous chef did you bring a saucier anybody i brought um there neighborhood dining group has like a great network of people. Um, so there's always like Katie is in upper management. She's, she was the pastry chef at McCready's for years. So she's still with the company. So she's kind of like our pastry safety net. She's not in the um, building every day. We actually hired a new pastry chef named Rachel. She's awesome. But we always kind of have Katie to help us with, you know, whatever pastry needs. So sometimes she'll, come here she'll go to savannah she kind of goes wherever she needs to be she helps us out and then i also brought a good friend of mine brian o'kelly who worked with me at mccready's for years he has been a sous chef in savannah for the last couple of years 
So when we came, that was kind of like part of the deal. If I come here, then, you know, Brian comes with me. So that's kind of where we're at. He's the chef de cuisine. Um, there's also, I have like a really solid team of sous chefs too. So myself, Brian is a chef de cuisine. And then, um, I have three like really solid sous chefs. Wow. So I, yeah, I have, uh, it's a, it's a big restaurant, big, busy restaurant, but I have like a good solid team of people. I don't feel like I can't leave the restaurant on Friday night. That's awesome. <laughs> There's That's always somebody great. to kind of handle things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jen, you want to jump in? Yeah, sorry. I was staring. I, I had a bug that I had to kill and it has a friend. So I was like looking at it. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so the thing that I think Husk is such an institution here. Did you have any fears about how, I mean, obviously you've been with the same restaurant group, but did you have any fears about like the difference of the Nashville aesthetic or vibe or anything like that compared to other cities you've been in with the group? Uh, I mean, it was certainly a thought, but I grew up in Atlanta and I feel like just from being here for a short period of time that Nashville is fairly similar to Atlanta. Like as far as the city goes, like more similar in size and you can't walk anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, the traffic isn't as bad. Um, yeah, not nearly as bad. So, you know, it's, it's not that far from Atlanta. I kind of knew what to expect with the restaurant group. I knew what to expect with the restaurant. And I also kind of feel like this is the coolest husk, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're all great restaurants and they're all in beautiful, awesome buildings. But mm -hmm. I think in my humble opinion that this is the coolest one with the garden and just the way the house is set up and just the whole restaurant. Well, I love so that. It's I was excited too. to come to this one. Yeah. I mean, we're Mayor Bowl is also house and there's so many benefits to that, that I think one big space doesn't even know about, like being able to close off rooms or book private rooms or things like that. It's such an asset that, and it, it feels yeah. immediately family driven. And there are certainly some challenges with that. <laughs> Most of the restaurants being in very old buildings. There's like, uh -huh. it seems like we always have some kind of issue. There's always something that we need to get fixed or address or you know something's leaking like there's always something <laughs> that needs to get fixed that day so how when was the house built challenge oh man they're gonna kill me for not even knowing this ah. this is like there's, I can there's so much fast. hold on yeah you, there's so you... much history involved in all of that i'm not even sure when it was built but I remember in that building, um, it's, it was a house that was just kind of an old house. And then a man, a guy named Andrew Chadwick started a restaurant there. He turned it into a restaurant called Andrew Chadwick's. And uh, he put all induction burners in there. And it was, it was beautiful. It was an amazing restaurant. Just Nashville wasn't ready for it. And right. that, that when he closed, it sat empty for a little while. I think that that's when they came in and were like, hey, this is ready to roll. It's in a beautiful spot on top of Rutledge Hill. Let's make it happen. And uh, what they did with the husk is is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you're, the interior and everything about it is just fantastic. Okay. Do you guys yeah, want to take guesses on when it was built? I have the answer now. 1942. Okay. I'm going to say 1898. Okay. Um, it was... It says Husk Nashville, located at 37 Rutledge Street, was constructed into the side of a hill between 1879 
1882 uh, by Dr. John Bunyan Stevens, and it served as uh, Mayor Richard Houston Dudley's home uh, in 1897. So Crazy. it's old, old. I was way <laughs> That's wrong. A big old house. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it is gorgeous. I can't imagine living in something that big. I know. Well, and like, you know, Maribel is haunted. Um, like, no, <laughs> no question. Um, so there's like one room that I won't hang out in by myself. And that's just a me thing. Like they will. I will not. I and didn't know that about you. Oh, I, yeah. I won't hang out in Martha by myself. Really? Yeah, I will not. I absolutely will we not have. because somebody showed me a YouTube video of like her, the ghost speaking. And I was like, I'm out. Um, does Hunt, does Husk have anything like that? For sure. Yeah. I, I haven't, I'm not familiar with the stories from this restaurant, but mm -hmm. all of the buildings, I know at McCready's for years, there was always like, that's just a huge empty building. Like, I mm -hmm. feel like you're there at three o'clock in the morning counting inventory and there's only like one other person in the building and something moves or you hear something. Oh my I, gosh. I, yeah. I know Husk is the same way. The closing managers are all like a little sketched out by it. <laughs> it's so, well, I live in downtown Franklin now and I used to work at Cork and Cow and there's, um, there's a church down the street that I went to recently where they said that there was like an Al-Anon meeting, which I go to and nobody was in the building. And I'm walking around like, hello, hello. And I'm oh like, God, this is like a horror no, movie. I was like, this is an SVU episode. This is where people die. Like I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I just, but I do have questions about not for you. This is just a general inquiry in my mind of like why the South is so haunted. And like it doesn't seem the North has like all of those issues in the same way, except for like New England. But like you don't hear about haunted houses in like California or like North Dakota, like all of the conjurings are like in New England <laughs> or in the South. So I yeah, just, that's true. I, I, don't, I don't know why the ghosts like this area so much. Yeah, there was a, there's a, we have like um, our security camera footage from McCready's. There was like this wall of a um, like, <laughs> like glass, uh, wine cooler. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, the camera's like pointing directly at it and there's no one in the frame. It's late at night. It's the middle of the night. There's no one Wait, in I'm going to open my door. Excuse me. <laughs> you're scaring her. I hate ghost stories. I get so freaked out. There's, there's no one even in the building and you can see like just a huge pane of glass on the wine cooler just shatters. And I don't, it's not like it's like a huge difference in pressure or temperature. I don't know why it would break, but it was just a huge pane of glass that you can see just shatter in the middle yeah, of the night with no one 10. in the building. I would not, yeah. I would not hang out there. More ghost stories right after these words. Trust 20 is the new standard of restaurant safety and diner comfort. Trust 20 restaurants are part of a national network of restaurants that meet a high standard of cleanliness and safety, giving diners confidence in the measures you're taking to keep them safe. Trust 20 restaurants receive expert guidance, operational resources, and benefit from diner-focused promotion on behalf of Trust 20 network of participants. So how do you get certified? It's easy. First, go to trust20.co and request a certification appointment. Then a Trust20 specialist will reach out and arrange a visit. The specialist conducts a 60-minute review and consultation according to Trust20 tactics. If adjustments are needed, the Trust20 specialist will provide guidance to assist. Now that you're certified, 
Have peace of mind that you're doing everything you can to keep your restaurant safe and start enjoying the benefits of Trust20 certification. Remember, visit trust20.co to request your certification appointment today. Okay, so here's the thing. It's impossible to find a linen company who you can trust, who you like, who uh, you'd recommend. And if you're a restaurant right now and you're looking for that company, you're unhappy with who you're currently using, and you want to start sourcing out, but you're waiting for recommendations, right now is your lucky day. Cytex is a third-generation, family-owned and operated linen, mats, and uniform company. They really are the good guys in the linen business. They're transparent with their pricing, they have incredible quality, and their service is second to none. Check them out at Cytex-Corp.com or give Ross Chandler a call at 270-823-2468. All right, guys, you've heard me talk about Neat Mixology on this show. It is your time right now to give Jordan Williams a call. His number is 615-973-4511. Let me tell you what you get for $500 per month. You get a professional to come in and count your inventory every single week. They will enter it into your computer system. They will do an analysis of your P&L. They will place your beverage orders throughout the week. And they will create your cocktail menu for you. It's up to date with what the hottest things are in town. They'll negotiate the best price for you. So you're not only saving money, but you're saving time for $500 a month. Guys, that is $3 in like 16 cents an hour. You cannot hire somebody to do it for better. This is This locks you in for one year at this price, but it is a limited time offer. So you need to call Jordan right now. 615-973-4511. I know it sounds too good to be true. I use them at both of my restaurants and it is amazing. And I have bar managers. I have bar managers that do that job, but now I have my bar managers focus on education for my staff and managing the cleanliness of the bar and how we're pouring and coaching the bartenders. It's really been a godsend for me. And if you're a general manager, you're somebody who's doing the inventory every week because you can't afford a bar manager, this is right up your alley. Give Jordan Williams a call. Again, that number is 615-973-4511. We've had had stories, you know, at uh, at Maribel where people have said that they've walked in like we have two we have private dining rooms upstairs and this big spiral staircase that goes upstairs big grand entrance beautiful but this big spiral staircase that goes upstairs and uh we've had the host walking up front with five or six people behind her like taking them upstairs to a private event and the last person in the group that walked up has stopped and said excuse me is this house, is there their spirits here? And the, and she said, I, you know, we don't know. And the guy's like face was pale white and said, I'm walking up the stairs and somebody whispered the name Martha in my ear and there's nobody around me. And weird. Just one of those things. That's why I don't <laughs> hang out in her room. And like the staff used to make fun of me when I would close the restaurant at night because I would leave the door to the office open And they were like, why do you do that? And I'm like, so that I just, this was Martha's home before it was mine. I want her to feel she can come and go as she pleases. I don't want to upset her. I just want to borrow the space. So I would leave the door open and the staff used to make fun of me and try and scare me. And I was pregnant. So that was like, could have gone bad. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know if all that's real, but sometimes it sure does seem like it is. Mm. There's certainly yeah, some unexplainable things that happen in buildings like that. I just yeah. like, I, I joke about it. I always walk in the room like, hi, Martha, how are you? Just give me a high <laughs> five if you're here. I like my hands out. I'm always like real friendly. I'll leave a cup of, of milk in the corner for her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it there when you get in then in the morning? No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Maybe cookies and carrots. Yeah, we're confusing yeah, Santa. Like Santa Martha. Claus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. So um, I saw a cat just walk by your, your walked behind you. Yeah, we got lots of animals in here. We have two cats and a dog. Two cats and a dog. What are, what are your cat's names? Uh, one of them's name is Baby and the other is Herbert. Nice. Baby and Herbert both and the real, dog? Real sweet cats. Um, the dog's name is Bernadette, but we, we call her Baby Dog or Chicken. She's You know how people are with dogs. They have a name, but we never actually call it. It's <laughs> so I don't know why we do that. Children too. Do you have any kids? Yeah. No kids. Nope. Very nice. Um, culture is really important. And bring kind of your own stamp in a restaurant is really fun. I saw an Instagram post from Husk that said, first it was Dolly, then it was Willie, and now it's Sturgill. And there's a huge like picture of Sturgill Simpson. Is that in the kitchen or is that, where is that? Yeah, it's in the kitchen. It like overlooks the past. So for, and is that for years it was Willie Nelson. Yeah, they, they were kind of like, um, Katie, the chef that was there before had Dolly. She like picked Dolly and Dolly was up there for a number of years. And then when she left, they all signed Dolly and gave her the Dolly picture. Cute. So Aww. that was like a really sweet, sweet send off. Yeah. Um, but when they were talking to me about coming here, they were like, asking me who I wanted. And um, I love Sturgill Simpson. I don't know. I, a big fan. Um, I feel like it's like, a, you know, like a younger name, myself being a bit younger. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like it kind of fit both, uh, both bills. I big Sergio Simpson fan. So I, I am too. I'm a big sure. I, I like that. It just, I think that makes a little bit of a statement about you. Does it? I, I feel like it does. I hope so. It's a, it was like a really touching moment too. When I walked in, Rory is the general manager there and he's a really great dude. And I walked in and like, was kind of, I I've been in the restaurant before, but, I haven't, you know, walked down all the hallways in the kitchen and kind of like really looked around. So when I got there that first day, um, I just kind of like walked up the stairs and saw that thing. It was like, it's pretty cool. So when you buy everything that you do is from the South, right? A, a couple questions in here. How do you define the South? And who are the purveyors that you're using? And what are you growing yourself? Three questions in there. Three questions. Um, I feel like we try to get as much as we can from like the surrounding states that border us. Um, mm -hmm. There, there are obviously certain things that you know we just like diamond crystal kosher salt. I don't know where that comes from in the country, but there are certain things that we have to have that you know we can't do anything about. But um, fryer oil stuff like that, we yeah. we just use there we try to get things as uh close to home as we can um as far as uh like sourcing protein and produce and all that stuff there's like a huge uh 
community here. I was, when I had first moved to Charleston, there was like a, a pretty big food scene. There were quite a few farms, but it seems like in the last few years, there's not uh, so much going on there anymore. Like there are some, like Greg from uh, Marsh Hen, uh, John from Spade and Clover, they, they're like all the best guys and they have really nice stuff, but there's not like a lot of choices. I was pleasantly surprised when I got here and there were like, I, I still have people come in every day that I haven't met yet. You know, there's like quite a few different farmers and stuff that just show up with all kinds of stuff that it's, it's all awesome and beautiful too. So mm-hmm. there's like there's a huge community. Van. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. People so, hey, will check out my stuff and just say like, Hey, yeah. Do you want to see what we got out here? Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot to keep up with, honestly. You know, there's always somebody saying like, Hey, can you help me get rid of some of this? Like, so it's kind of our responsibility to, it's a big, busy restaurant. So I, we try to take as much stuff as we can from people and kind of spread the love out. So we're helping to support all of those folks. And, you know, um, Leanne and Bill from Bear Creek, I know everybody says this, but they're like the best people. <laughs> like Leanne is, uh, she always takes care of like whatever we need. And she's kind of like a support system too. Every time I talk to her, she's like asking about me, asking about my girlfriend and my animals. And she's like a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not only does she have like the best pork and beef around, she's also like the best person around. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. How long have you been your girlfriend and you've been together? How long have y'all been together? Uh, like three years. We've been at McCready's and we've kind of just been together ever since. Does she work in the industry? Uh, she does. She just started at Folk last night. Oh, nice. Oh, Folk yeah. is great. We were just talking yeah, it's about it. And it's like two blocks no, from the house. So. Nice. We were just talking about like meeting people and how I feel like all of us have met our significant others in the industry. <laughs> I feel like you have to, there's not like a, it's hard to uh, meet people that aren't getting off work at the same time as you, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, we spend so much time in the building, you know, that's what people say. Like I spend more time here than I do with my actual family. I and mean, if you're single in the industry, like that's where you spend your most time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Even if you're not single, you spend your most of your time there. <laughs> yeah. 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 True story. Yeah. What um, yeah. is she? Uh, is she working the kitchen or is she front of the house? She's front of the house. How's the dynamic at Husk, in front of the house and back of the house? Do you have? Does everybody work together really well? Yeah, everybody works together really well. There, all the front of the house is really solid. Mm-hmm. I, not that I expected to have any, you know, not great people when I went into that building, but the staff as a whole, like really solid, all really great people. Um, the bar staff, super knowledgeable. They're all really nice guys. So mm-hmm. I was you excited to like. Adam Morgan is you? your like, is, I don't know what his title is, if he's your head bartender or what, but Adam yeah, Morgan. Head bartender, like, bar manager. Yeah. He like taught me how to serve. <laughs> like he, and then uh, Jared, who I think just left, but Jared Denham. He, they like both were my first like introduction to Nashville and they're just like such incredible people. Yeah. Great people. Adam's mm-hmm. the best. He's, he's nice so guy. talented. Like hit the drinks yeah. he posts about and the things that he, he's so talented. I'm always blown away by him. Yeah. And he's 
quiet and humble too. Like he, he doesn't have a lot to say. And sometimes he'll like put stuff up and we'll all be like, wow, this is, this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about your food. What, what can people expect if you've never been to Husk in the Ben Norton era? What are people, what can people expect when they come in? What What are some of the dishes that you're bringing to the table? Do you, can you describe anything or talk about just your style of cooking? Yeah, I won't get super specific, but um, I grew up outside of Atlanta and my grandparents had, you know, a garden in their backyard and that's what we ate out of during the summer. So um, there was always like my grandma made biscuits or cornbread every single day and then, um, you know, corn or tomatoes or okra or whatever was back there that day is kind of what we ate all year. So the whole, um, husk like way of thought isn't that foreign for me i sort of grew up eating like that anyway so um it's sort of comes naturally as far as like that's that style of food is what i think of that's where my brain goes immediately so it's nice to just kind of look at the produce list or look at what leanne has and say well this is what's growing right now this is what's really great and it's my brain just kind of automatically takes it in a Southern direction. So that part makes it a little easier for me. And then I have a background that's like being at McCready's and I worked at a a restaurant called restaurant Eugene for years in Atlanta. That was also a tasting menu restaurant. Mm -hmm. So I have like some more, you know, like a little more intricate uh, detailed experience. So, you know, it's kind of like a mesh in between that. I try, we try to make things like nice and intricate, but, you know, still with a, um, like a Southern feeling to the whole thing. So not so much of a reach that it's unrecognizable, but it's nice to put like a little bit of a spin on things to where you're like, oh, this doesn't look like what it is, but it kind of tastes, you know, like something that reminds you of your childhood. So that's like kind of the whole idea with it is to make it something that feels familiar but doesn't necessarily look so familiar. So so that's the process. You identify foods that are in season at the peak of their freshness, of the most flavor. Farmers come up, you get, I'm just I'm just work, walking through how I imagine you're gonna make a dish. You get this food, you, you kind of lay out this produce there, you identify what your center of the plate or protein's gonna be, and then you just start playing with it. Do you do you have like a vision before you start creating a dish? And do you do are you, are you do specials on the weekends that allow you to be more creative, or how does that process work? Uh, the the whole process, like as far as McCready's always was in here, is we're always kind of like working on something. There's always like a dish that we're playing with, and then we'll get that on the menu, and then we'll move on to the next thing, and just kind of always try to be working on. Yeah, it's really collaborative, like Brian and myself and then Rick and Greg and Lauren and then all the line cooks as well. We always we're kind of during service, we're kind of just standing there cooking and talking about food. So it's sort of a continuous thing for us to always be, you know, like working on the next thing. I think it's so apropos for for Nashville because this is Music City. What you just described is the way that 90% of people, I think, write music. 
you know, somebody has an idea, somebody plays guitar, somebody has a, a hook, somebody has this, and they all kind of put it together until it kind of finishes up to be this, this individual unique thing that is a song and they put it out and they start doing a new one. And do you see that assimilation? Yeah, for sure. That's, that's just kind of the, the way that it comes most naturally, at least for the way that we do things. I think it just kind of works that way. And sometimes, you know, we'll get something and it just feels like we're trying too hard and it just doesn't come to us. But sometimes there's like inspiration from stupid things like Taco Bell or Doritos where we're like, wow, this is, why does this taste so good? You know, <laughs> not that we're going to use that style or an ingredient, but, you know, to like look at Doritos and be like, this is cheese and chili and a lot of MSG. Like, why does this taste so good? And then kind of go from there, like use that in a different uh, application, you know, not those same flavors, but. So you heard it here first. Husk's menu is inspired by Taco Bell. All right. Wow. That's I knew we were going to get deep here today. This is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, maybe we're blowing this out of proportion, but you know, the, like there, there, that food has qualities that makes it undeniably delicious. Like people get paid a lot of money to stand in a lab and, you know, play with the salt and acid and seasoning for, Taco Bell, you know, there's a reason why all that stuff tastes good. So I just had the executive culinary director for Bojangles on the show last week and his process for making a chicken sandwich was incredibly interesting, you know, with his, with what he has at his disposal and focus groups and the number of people working on it. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess you could create something that was like, it's alive. Yeah. With what he's doing, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about how much thought goes into that, but it's a big, big operation, you know. So, when you're they've got to figure it out, sandwiches. yeah. So, what's your favorite southern dish that either is on the menu at Husk or you like to put on the menu that you just that feels warm to you? Oh, um, there's there's been iterations of country fried steak. Mm -hmm. on the menu before but that's like kind of the thing whenever i go to my parents house I, that's like what i want my mom to make is like fried cube steak and mashed mm -hmm. potatoes and gravy that's like my favorite thing to eat like my favorite southern thing mm -hmm. um you know so that's been on the menu before maybe it'll be a brunch thing again we'll see but nice. that's certainly like my favorite southern staple is really gravy in any instance <laughs> I, I hear you what's the best compliment somebody could give you best compliment that somebody could give you like for all the work that you put in and everything what's the one thing somebody could tell you that would make you feel like seen uh man i don't know uh, honestly i feel like that i appreciate you know guests coming in and enjoying things but a thing that really makes me feel good is when one of the guys like one of the cooks is like wow this is good or like you know i really enjoyed this whole process and i really like coming to work here it's not um i i just i don't know that feels good to me to have mm -hmm. the guys that work really hard and um you know make all this happen to you know enjoy things and have a good time so that's kind of a so lame answer but 
No, it's, I mean, a lot of people in your position love to mentor young people. I, I love people who are passionate. I love people that come into our system and immediately I can tell <clears throat> when somebody's here because they want to make a lot of money or somebody's here because they really want to learn and they want to get better at their craft and they have a genuine spirit of service. And it sounds to me like when you're doing something, collaborating with other people and you're able to teach or you're able to learn from somebody else, but just that moment when you two go, wow, this was really good. Or when somebody who you respect tells you that something's really good, that's a, that's a, a special moment for you. Yeah. That's really important for me is having, you know, I don't want, I don't want anybody to get up and dread coming to work. Like this is a hard job. And there are times when we get angry and things get weird and, you know, we have to be tough, but I would prefer that everybody enjoys coming to work and I, mm -hmm. I want it to be like a fun, you know, nice environment. Who taught you that? Um, Who was that person I, for you? I don't know if I, I've certainly had that in my career, but I feel like a lot of it is, um, you know, not having that. There right. were a lot of times where it, I did, uh, you know, wake up and be like, Oh man, I gotta go to work today. Like this is a, a lot of stuff I gotta get done in a short amount of time. So, you know, I've always had good relationships with the people that I work for, but there were also places that I worked that were like tough and it was just not a, a pleasant place to be in that moment. Looking back on it, I'm glad I went through a lot of that, but sometimes it was, you know, a lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. Did you start in front of the house or have you been back of the house for your entire restaurant career? I've been back of the house for my entire restaurant career. I started washing dishes when I was 15 and I'm oh, wow. just kind of. Totally, you now? 31. Wow. Yeah. I love it. So you're, you're 31. That's you're, you're right. And you're, you're, you're in your best years having fun. Yeah. It seems like it. I hope so. <laughs> What's your ultimate goal? Where do you see yourself when you turn 40? Do you want oh, your own man, I try not to think that far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I try not to think that far ahead. But yeah, that's the eventual goal is to have my own place where I can. Um, it would be nice if it were in a market that could support, you know, a restaurant like McCready's was something mm -hmm. that's 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 kind of the dream job. You know, it's you get to work every day and you look at the reservation sheet, you know, who's coming and you know, who is allergic to what, and you know, what time everybody gets there. It kind of takes all the, the, it doesn't take all the stress out, but it takes a lot of that side of the stressful part of the business out. So that's a really, uh, that's like the dream job. Okay. Tasting menu. Have you been to Bastion yet? I haven't been to Bastion yet. I'm dying to go. I went to a, a catbird seat last night for, um, a dinner, Dano and Dano did a dinner with Baxter there, and those mm -hmm. are both McCready's guys. So, it was oh, cool I didn't know Baxter was there. Yeah. Like at McCready's, I obviously knew he was at Capper. <laughs> How was it? it? It was awesome. It was great. I walked in, and uh, Dano looked pretty frazzled and stressed. And then, you know, once people started to get in there, he was like, "Man, this is just a room full of my friends. This is great." Mm -hmm. <laughs> And that's and that's probably a ton of fun. I love the the whole vibe inside of the catbird seat, and I love Josh telling the story of 
being able to watch people eat and make changes on the fly as to what people are eating because most times in kitchens you just put food in a window and it disappears cabinet seat you can watch what everybody does with each individual plate and make adjustments so that's just so interesting the whole concept yeah it's a cool restaurant it's awesome mm -hmm. for sure well you got to go check out uh bastion it's it's one of my absolute favorites in in town and um josh and his wife uh, lord do amazing job mm -hmm. All right. So what do you see for the future of Husk? What, what are we looking at for the next six months? Do you anticipate this uh, coronavirus, the Delta variant to, to take us back down? I hear a lot of people talk that it's coming up, that that's what's happening. And I hope not. I'm no scientist, but I hope it doesn't uh, take us down as hard as it did the first time. I, I really enjoyed uh, sitting in my house for a couple months, not doing anything, but I don't want to do that again. No. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the vaccination rate has thankfully gone up, so hopefully that will prevent any yeah, hope, big lockdown. Hopefully people are realizing what's going on and we'll get this fixed, but yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Did you pick up any kind of cool hobbies during the pandemic? Did you start like knitting or doing origami or something crazy while you were at home those two months? Uh, honestly, exercising. <laughs> yeah. Being like in a, in a restaurant for 12 or 14 hours a day, didn't, hasn't really, that was never really a priority for myself. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I didn't have to get up and do anything for a while, I was like, man, I need to, my girlfriend and I both were like, we need to actually do something. We can't just watch TV. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it was nice to make time for that. And I need to continue to make time for that. But What's your best advice for a young chef, somebody in their 20s that's coming up that is listening to this? It's like, man, one day I want to be the executive chef of a, of a restaurant like Husk. What's the one bit of advice you would give to a newer or a line cook that wants to be a chef? Uh, the best advice, I think, is to just keep your mouth shut and work. Just observe what everybody else is doing and just keep trying to uh, do better and do what everybody around you is doing. Mm -hmm. You kind of just got to work. Keep your mouth shut and do your job. Yeah. All right. That's how you do it. Take it. Hustle. Yeah. Be on time. Do your thing. Yep. Learn. Yeah. Ask questions. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Awesome. Well, what am I leaving out? What do you want to tell the city of Nashville? Do you have anything that uh, I'm not talking about that you want me to talk about? Uh, I can't think of anything. You know, I was prepared for this portion of the show. <laughs> I knew you were going to do this and I still don't have anything prepared to say. Well, that's going to say, so now, now you get to take us out. Mm-hmm. One of the things we do is we give our guests the, the floor. Whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it. You could be talking to anybody. You could say, you know, I always say you can say nib high football rules. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever I, you want I to leave. To the show and I, I was like, what do other people say to this? And it sort of seems like everybody else is always like, man, I don't know what to say. And you would think <laughs> that for me, for me noticing that, I would have thought of something to say, but I don't really have anything. I just want to say like, Thanks to Nashville for, you know, making this like a, a really welcoming community. I feel like 
I already feel at home here and I am glad that there are, you know, so many awesome farmers and restaurants and chefs. And I feel like everybody was, you know, really welcoming to me and, you know, reached out to me and said, Hey, like, let me know if you need anything. So it feels good to be in a city that's not, um, so cutthroat. Like I feel like all of the, uh, people in the city are kind of in it together. So yeah, that's all I got. I think that, I think that was lovely. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you. I think you said it all. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. You were prepared. What's that? Jen? You're totally prepared. Yeah. I was partially prepared. Well, it felt totally. So if we're going to fake it till we make it, I, I thought it was very prepared and I didn't Great, talk about you. Southern charm at all. Um, which is one of my favorite reality shows. It takes place in Charleston because I felt like you oh, were man. not your audience, but they do her <laughs> restaurant tour on that show. And so I did, I just have to ask if you've been to any of her restaurants. I honestly don't really know anything about all of that. I know that <laughs> we would occasionally go out and somebody would be like, that's that guy from Southern Charm. And would, that's a dream of mine. I can't even like Bravo needs to sponsor me. I am <laughs> such a fan. <laughs> I can see why that's a TV show because people are, uh, there's a lot of really interesting, wealthy folks in Charleston. Yeah. I, I watch them do everything. I watch them eat. I watch them buy swimsuits. I watch them do everything. Sabotage relationships. Yeah. Weird. I love them. Yeah, yeah. I love them. We got to find something better for you to do with your time. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Sometimes mind numbing uh, television like that is necessary. Well, it's escapism for me. I mean, like the world is so heavy. So I'm like, oh, well, let's watch something that is totally mindless. That is just people yeah, being ridiculous. I, I love it. <laughs> Do you have any guilty pleasures, Ben? Uh, guilty pleasures. I don't know. We, I, I do come home and uh, sometimes Billy's watching Love Island. Oh, yes. I didn't, uh, I, who knew this was such a thing? Apparently, <clears throat> like kind of a big thing now and honestly it's not so bad to sit there and watch that it's interesting it's i don't understand any of that it's really funny though i'm a i'm a bachelor bachelorette guy now yeah. i watch yeah. every so that it's it's um trash but it's fantastic it's so good yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> it's like watching a train wreck you can't turn away from it it's i love the hometowns where the guy has to go to meet the girl's dad and he says on the off chance that i have actually proposed to your daughter can i have your permission and the dad said <laughs> i'm not going to give you my blessing until you can narrow it down to just my daughter and everybody's angry with the dad and i'm like what do you mean he's a good dad yeah. stop it <laughs> it's I love weird it. that they put that on television for everyone to see but it sure <laughs> is entertaining it is. <laughs> Well, Chef, thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, can't wait to come into Husk and check out what you're doing over there. Uh, follow Chef Ben Norton at Benjamin S. Norton on Instagram. Go to Husk, uh, is it HuskNashville.com? Um, and go check them out. They're on Rutledge Street, which is up at the top of the hill, kind of looking down over Second Avenue, um, doing amazing things. Thank you so much, Chef, for taking the time today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's nice talking to you guys. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much to Chef Ben Norton from Husk Nashville for joining us here on Nash Restaurant Radio. 
Good to learn everything about him. I really can't wait to go back and try his food in the restaurant. Yeah, I haven't been back to Husk in a couple of years. Well, <laughs> I mean, pandemic. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't been out there in a few years. And so I'm, I think right before I got married was the last time I was there. So I'm excited to go back and field trip. And, yeah, we have a lot of field trips planned. Yes. <laughs> There's so much fun stuff to do. Um, we're going to just slowly let you guys in on all of it, but um, definitely we'll do a field trip over to Husk. Yeah. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you are being safe. Love you guys. Bye.